Hello and welcome to the Brains and Bellies podcast with Ama Mama. Ama Mama fuses together ancient Ayurvedic techniques with more modern functional nutritional therapy method in order to heal the body and mind. Using food as medicine as our mantra, we examine the bodily systems at play while simultaneously getting to the root cause of health issues using two different systems perspectives. Beth English Myers, a nutritional therapist, and Carrie Jenkins, an Ayurvedic health counselor, will help identify what patterns in your life may be making you feel unwell, be it diet, lifestyle, physical, or spiritual. So join us here on Thursdays for Brains and Bellies. And today, folks, we're going to be talking about the functional nutritional matrix and about the doshas in Ayurveda. What are these things? Beth and I are going to be talking specifically about how we work with clients, what we can offer, and how what we offer is different than what other therapists, nutritionists, and even doctors can offer. So Beth, do you want to take it away? I'm so interested about this functional nutritional therapy matrix. Oh my goodness, matrix. Um, yeah, it sounds so complicated, but really it's very simple. Uh, so I'm a nutritional therapist and I was trained in the principles of uh, functional medicine, which is a science-led approach to getting to the root cause of symptoms, uh, which is just a lot of words to say that really what what I do and I work with a client is just recognizing that they're, that nothing's in isolation and they will come to me with a symptom or a couple of symptoms. We'll focus on two and I'll have the client quantify them. Um, so for example, they may come to me with, uh, let's say eczema and insomnia, and then we'll just quantify, uh, how, how it is to them. So we can compare later because hopefully it will have gotten better. Um, and we'll talk about what the symptoms affect and for how long. Uh, we'll talk about their their well-being, their sense of well-being. And then we'll go into details uh, on what those symptoms are, how it presents, um, what it looks like, uh, what times of the day they may get an, um, an outbreak of eczema, for example, uh, what might cause anxiety. Uh, if they've got um, digestive issues, we'll go into every single thing imaginable, what's going on with the digestive issues, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So one thing, Carrie, that, uh, that I've got, which I know you do as well, is time. So you know, for us, we put so much value in the time that we can spend one-on-one -on -one with, that, with that patient, with that client. So we are uh, really putting on, um, I put on my detective hat and my microscope, and I know I've got a good hour to ask lots and lots of questions. Uh, to dig through the weeds um, and get to the roots of what's happening uh, with that person. So with um, functional medicine, there's this great analogy of a tree and we see the tree and we see the leaves and we see the branches. And I would consider a leaf to be a metaphor for a symptom. So it's what we can see uh, that the, the patient is experiencing. But where, what does that come from? It's we then think about what we can't see, which is what is underground. So that incredibly complex matrix of, of roots and, and what, what's going on below the surface that's resulting in um, an anxious tummy, 
um, or stress rash or trouble sleeping. Um, so we spent a lot of time um, digging, digging through that. And uh, we also do follow a, uh, a quantifiable system. So I'll, I will do a whole personal um, case history. We'll talk about previous illnesses. I'll get an idea of any, I find out which medications the, the client is taking, which supplements, family medical history as well. Is there a family history of cardiovascular disease or diabetes or autoimmune or cancer? So we, we, we do look at that. And then um, we go through each of the bodily systems one by one, really starting from um, the mouth all the way through. So the digestive system, uh, the nervous system, we talk about hormones, endocrine. Uh, we talk about a lot of time talking about the reproductive system, urinary. Uh, I want to get an idea of how that person is detoxifying, um, what's going on with their liver, what's going on with their their gut, of course, we talk a lot about their skin. And then um, finally, I always ask my patient to bring a, a food diary and we'll go through and get a sense of, uh, of what they're eating on a daily basis or over the week. What, I, I get an idea of what nutrients might be lacking um, if they're on a specific food plan. So I'm getting a lot of information to factor into my analysis. Sounds like you really get in there and get so much information, Beth. Um, and actually, one thing that I love about Amamama is that I feel like we both have very similar ways of working in terms of really getting a lot of information from, from the patient and spending a lot of time looking at, you know, not just triggers that are, are current in the life, but triggers that maybe have been childhood triggers or some other like historical type of triggers that oftentimes are, the patient isn't as aware of as they are kind of like what is exactly happening currently in their life. Anyway, I love that. And then I love that uh, we, we both work in this, this deep way with the clients, but then we have kind of different systems that we're exploring, even though those systems do um, overlay each other and they have kind of um, similarities in certain ways. It's almost like we have different words to describe things that are happening in the system. And I love that because it really helps um, the patient understand things. You know, not everyone understands certain terms in the same way. Um, so this kind of crosses both of those barriers. And uh, I think it's just helpful, very helpful for the patient because they can understand and then put into practice things um, that we're describing to them from different different systems, basically. Just to give a, a brief outline of what I do Ayurvedically is when I sit down with a patient, I also get a history of kind of like, what exactly is their health concern? Oftentimes there's more than one, there might be two or three, I'm trying to focus on, on just a few to begin with. Oftentimes during the, the time, and I'm sure this happens with you too, Beth, uh, the patient may discover or forget, I should say, instead of discover, forget that they have this other issue that has been so chronic that they kind of forgot to mention it um, because there's been a different issue that we've been talking about. So oftentimes there will be two or three or sometimes four specific health concerns that we'll be dealing with. And, you know, we'll talk about kind of on a scale of one to 10, how bad each one is, if there's any triggers um, that they've noticed. 
And then we can start to break it down in terms of the doshas. Um, and I know that the doshas are something that people have been hearing a lot about, reading a lot about. We've talked about them a lot on our podcast, Beth. And I wanted to just break down exactly what they are for people finally, um, so that people can really get a better sense of those doshas. I will describe that and break that down, but going back to how I deal with patients. Um, so I'll describe some of these health concerns that they're having in terms of doshic imbalance. So a dosha is actually an imbalance. That's what it is. Doshas are in our system and they exist because they're in imbalanced state. So all of the doshas really are based on um, the, the five elements, the five great elements in Ayurveda. And those elements are earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And those elements just exist. They exist outside in the macrocosm. They exist inside in our microcosm. And each person has those elements in different ratios that we're born that way. That's called our constitution. The doshas basically mix together two elements. I should say that the two elements are the greatest when it comes to a dosha. So for instance, if we're going to talk about vata, vata is ether and air. It's those two elements that create vata. So I like to think of vata as wind. It's that wind that we experience when we walk outside into the macrocosm. And we know how it feels if you're outside and the wind is quite intense, right? Hair is blowing. There's debris blowing. <laughs> it's hard to kind of feel stable and balanced because there's so much movement going on. And interestingly enough, vata dosha is in charge of all movement in the body. Anything that involves movement is vata. So when, in the, when you see a vata imbalance, you may see things like anxiety, pain in the joints, uh, worry. It's like this constantly moving mind, you know, that's like trying to attach to different things. Um, although I will say when vata dosha is balanced, you're going to see things like energetic people, creative people, very creative. Oftentimes, you know, they, they don't sleep that much, but they're, they're very creative. Um, but you won't see the anxiety unless the vata is high in the system. Um, whereas let's move on to pitta. Pitta is fire and water. So pitta is actually the transformative energy in the body. It's literally the flame. And the flame, not just in the digestive system, but we like to say in Ayurveda that we have these little flames burning everywhere. And there's like many systems in Ayurveda and each of them have a flame. Even the liver has a flame. And that flame can um, be too high or it can be too low. Either in either extreme, a too high, too intense of a flame or not enough of a flame, you're going to have a problem transforming things. So when I say pitta is a transformative energy, it means let's take food. You take a pear, you eat it. That pear that you've brought from the outside inside is now going to be transformed by pitta into nutrition, into nourishment, into tissue. So if that flame that you've got going in your system in, in the samana vayu, let's say, um, or the, the stomach is so high and it's burning so high, we can imagine what happens to it. All you have to do is look out to the macrocosm and imagine you have a fire with the flame quite high. And now let's say that we've got wind that comes in and starts to push on that flame. Then what happens? When you throw a log on that flame, it burns really quickly, right? 
So this is exactly what's happening in our system if we've got a very high flame or very high pitta. Um, and then the same can be said for a very low, low uh, pitta, you know, that flame is very weak and it's going to be hard to transform anything into nourishment. It's, that's going to be kind of mm, it's difficult. If you add a little bit of water or there's no movement whatsoever, it's very still, then that's going to um, add to that problem as well. So with that said, um, a person with a pitta imbalance, you're going to see a lot of indigestion, there's going to be a lot of gas. Often there's an upward moving um, energy in the body. So you may feel heartburn or things like that. There's often heat. And when you've got heat, you've got anger. When you've got heat, you've got liver. Uh, the enzymes are connected to pitta. So the liver is very connected to pitta problems. Meanwhile, I should say a balanced pitta is a very intelligent witty, sharp person. They pick up concepts very well. They're very on top of things. They're very uh, passionate. Um, so they have. there's some beautiful qualities of pitta as well, um, especially when it's balanced. And then in terms of kapha, so kapha would be the water and earth element. And here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're experiencing spring, which is a kapha season. Um, so kapha is heavy. One thing I forgot to mention with doshas is that we do talk about these kind of qualities that each of these things has. So I'll, I'll give you the example here with kapha. The quality that water and earth have is that both are very heavy. Now, some of you might think water is heavy, you know, thinking of a little drip of water. But if you think of an ocean of water, that is heavy. In fact, what would be heavier, an ocean of water or the earth itself? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you want to say something? Oh, yeah, just like the whole thing about water, uh, you know, just how stones are smoothed down by water. You know, water yeah. it does have that, um, that element. Even Chinese water torture. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a heavy... There's wear a heavy. things down. Uh, obviously, drown or engulf, but... Yes. I just have to say, Carrie, it's interesting having you say that about the water and the dampening. Um, we forget about that because hearing you talk about uh, the flames, I think about inflammation. But we have to remember the dampness can be just as significant and have such a, just as much of an impact as uh, chronic inflammation. Absolutely. And especially if you have all of these things happening, which often patients have all three doshas. If you're a person over the age of 25, the chances that all three of the doshas are out of balance are quite high, especially if you've never done a cleanse or, you know, if you've never really done any of these health routines, um, health practices, then you will experience that. Um, and oftentimes even people younger than 20 will have all three out pretty much across the board, any autoimmune disease that we're seeing, you've got all three doshas are out. And that's something to get into detail about, you know, in a different episode, because that's a whole episode in and of itself. But uh, just to finish up with kapha, so with that water and um, earth element, um, you know, think of that as if those things create structure, they create mass. So often a kapha imbalance you'll see as extra weight, it's heaviness. The qualities are heavy, they're heavy, they're wet, they're cold. Now, kapha people, um, when they're imbalanced, are very relaxed, very happy, very stable. 
when they're out of balance, it's gonna, people are gonna feel dull. They're gonna have possible digestion problems. There is gonna be stagnation because there will just be so much mass and you'll see things like cysts pop up and, and things like that because there, there's mass and there, you know, it's, everything is kind of moving together and holding. Um, whereas there can be stagnation with a vata person too, but that's often because there's so much movement that the energy is not moving smoothly in the body and the wind is pushing. And so things are moving in the wrong direction and that's creating stagnation. There can be stagnation with pitta because pitta creates inflammation. Um, so all three of these doshas can create stagnation. And what I do is try to figure out which dosha is out of balance which dosha is mainly out of balance, what, what one is the problem one that is sometimes pushing on the other two and try to create stable routines um, around that dosha using diet, lifestyle, sometimes herbal um, treatments um, and try to get things in balance so that we can, you know, live a happier, healthier life. I love hearing that, Carrie. It's so cool hearing you explain the doshas because as you know, uh... I so respect the doshas, but I don't fully understand them. Um, but what I love about how we work together, what I love about our partnership is I think I love that we're always going back to what's going on within the body and going back to nature. Uh, I practice nutrition following a functional medicine model, but I also, I'm a trained um, naturopathic nutrition nutritionist. So it's always going back to nature and really just that profound ancient wisdom going back to Hippocrates, you know, just, uh, you know, give food is thy medicine, medicine be thy food, give the body what it needs to heal and get out of the way. I mean, the body's got these extraordinary healing mechanisms. Our bodies are extraordinary machines. I mean, they're just extraordinary. We're extraordinary beings. Our, our organs, our, our nervous system, um, the intricacies of our, uh, our veins, our capillaries that we can, our bodies are extraordinary. And we just need to give it what it needs. And so much of that has been lost, I think. So I love what we do to bring that together. Yes, that's well said, Beth. And I think that also to just from both perspectives, your nutritional therapy and my Ayurvedic, yes, absolutely. We're looking at nature in both ways. Um, and then it's just nature is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And also it is so intelligent and nature is always more intelligent than anything else. Um, nature will always find a way to get what it needs. And in Ayurveda, we have this saying that about crimes against wisdom. Let's just use uh, a bag of Doritos as our example. And um you intuitively know mm, Doritos are not so good for me. They're kind of filled with all these things that make me feel a little, um, I get a little itchy. I get um, kind of irritable. My digestion gets a little off when I eat them, but they taste delicious. Um, and I love them. And I'm, I know what this does to me. I know that it'll give me a little rash on, on my elbows or on my cheeks, but I'm going to have it because I love it. That is a crime against wisdom. Your, your mind knows better. Your body knows better. Your body's telling you, please don't have this because when you do, this happens to my skin. But yet you do it. And that's what we're trying to avoid. And it's not about being so strict or having so much willpower that you can say no to something. It's about really saying, okay, I've got this body and I've got this mind and I'm trying to have them work together together. Um, in this really kind of what we say, sattvic 
easy, peaceful way. And so in order to do that, I'm going to give things to my body and mind that are going to help make that work well, instead of putting a lot of oil on the flame, let's say. And I'm not saying that I've never done that in my life. I absolutely have, especially when I was younger and I wasn't quite as aware of, of all these things. But it's a beautiful thing to recognize how, how amazing the body and mind are and how amazing nature is, and then to just treat it well. Definitely, definitely. And I have to say, just Carrie, hearing you describe the doshas uh, so eloquently, I might say, just for, for my analysis and going back to the functional uh, medicine matrix, I'm always, when I'm, when I'm doing my analysis, the information I've gathered from my patient, I'm thinking of the antecedents, what, what, what may have predisposed them to a nervous tummy, for example, is there a, a family history of um, inflammatory bowel disease or autoimmunity? Uh, but I'm also thinking of triggers. What set that out? What 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 was what instigated it? Was it a, a stressful job or a, um, a death in the family or end of a relationship or start of a relationship or a move, etc.? I think for me, the meatiest aspect or the most rich aspect of that builds a bridge between what you do, Carrie, and what I do and how we come together. We also, uh, for nutrition, the way I look at it, we spend a lot of time behind the scenes thinking of mediators which are what perpetuate uh, that disease state or that ill, that ill feeling. What are the mediators? This I really was so provoked when you were talking about the doshas. So for me, you talked a lot about the flames, um, that, that heat. So for us, we're pre so preoccupied with inflammation. So where are the flames throughout the body? Is it in someone's artery? Uh, which could um, be detrimental to their cardiovascular health? Or is it in their gut again? Or is it in their brain? Uh, is it a chronic or acute inflammation, that heat? I'm also so preoccupied with dysbiosis. So bacteria balance, good, bad, beneficial, opportunistic in the gut. Um, always thinking of that balance is work-life balance out of whack. Uh, is stress too high? Uh, I'm always thinking about the nervous system and um, the stress response. We call it the HPA axis. So how is somebody responding? Just hearing you talk about the doshas, I was just so um, lit up thinking about all the mediators that we're always thinking about. Um, blood sugar dysregulation, one I didn't mention, huge. You know, lockdown could be a mediator. Are they sedentary or not moving, not having, are they stagnated for a reason, body, mind, and spirit? Uh, so anyway, I love, for me, that's a huge bridge between what I do and you do and where we come together best is I look at it in terms, I look at these symptoms and break them down in terms of what's keeping people in that state. I, I see us coming together in that light. Absolutely. That's well said, Beth. And that makes me think a lot of um, one of the questions we ask in Ayurveda is, is this problem that the patient is having physical or spiritual? And both issues, by the way, can be treated. And often um, it's not just one or the other. Often it's both. Often a physical issue is manifesting itself physical, but when we dig down a little deeper, as you're saying, Beth, get underneath the roots and then look at those matrix of roots, we will discover that actually the issue this patient has, it's, it's a, a spiritual issue. It, it often is connected, let's talk about stress, to just being really unhappy in the way that they're living their lives. And when they start to recognize that, sometimes people come to me and they just don't re even recognize something simple like, wow, the job I have, I really don't like. I'm living 
in a way that I really don't want to live that is not my dream. When I close my eyes and imagine myself doing something, living this life, this is not what I imagined. And just by recognizing that we can put the patient on a path to um, living in a way that is going to be closer to the way that they imagine themselves. And then you'll be amazed by how many problems vanish, literally, <laughs> without herbs or anything else. Just simply recognizing something like that can help certain issues just go away. Not overnight, obviously. It's not an overnight uh, solution. It's not a magic pill by any means. I would look at that as our role as providing space for the patient. So mm -hmm. holding that space. I mean, I think we can, in our consultation, I certainly really work hard to listen and give that person the space to, to for the, sometimes it's the first time they've thought of things um, consecutively. What we always do, I, I always timeline so I will say, we'll talk about from birth to one year old. We'll talk about from one year old to 10, um, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, and I, uh, 30 to 40, et cetera. And I do engage with the client discussing each of those brackets. And for a lot of people, it's the first time they've, oh yeah, I had a car accident when I was 13. And you know what? My shoulder's never been the same since, or they'll, it's interesting in that process. I mean, I'm taking notes notes with it. I'm using it in my analysis. But for for the uh, for the patient, it could be the first time they've they've thought things um, chronologically and how it's affected things later on. Uh, it could Absolutely. be the birth of a child, like all all these life events, and then um, connecting it to things that are going on. Um, not just chronologically, Carrie, uh, with 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 age and time, but also I will. Uh, use chronology for a day. What time do you wake up? When do you have breakfast? What do you have? How do you feel between breakfast and lunch? Do you have lunch? Why not? How do you feel? I work with the client to get that information, but also help them to interpret it for themselves. And I love seeing the light bulb moments, the little ahas. Oh yes. Okay. And then that's, that's that great feedback. When I, that gives us the opportunity working with someone one-on-one -on -one to really then take all this information and give them a plan that is specific to them and their environment and achievable, a little aspirational as well. We want them to reach for, for, uh, for health goals, but we want to give them things that are, that'll work with their life. Yes, that's, that's well said again, Beth. And I think you hit the nail on the head with just that we kind of help them connect the dots, connect yes. the dots and really see um, what the triggers are and how they themselves are contributing to the triggers, triggers. And, you know, sometimes it's an outward thing that's coming at them, but sometimes it's an inward thing coming at themselves. And yes, uh, we work very, very similarly. And I feel like we give an entire health plan. So using, you know, all of this information that we've spent a couple hours with the patient, um, collaborating with them, trying to get them to see things from different angles and different ways and giving different words, using different words to describe situations is all super helpful. And then giving them this really comprehensive plan that includes, you know, as I was saying, diet, lifestyle from both of our angles. So from both the nutritional therapy aspect and the Ayurvedic um, perspective, and then as well as supplements that will be helpful and herbs that will be helpful. And um, all of that together without overwhelming the patient. So just 
a little bit at a time so they can digest it is really what we're all yeah. about. That's where the education comes in. It's really important for both of us to help uh, the, the patient understand what's happening so that they can do the work themselves. Because I, I, lo- I want to see the patient for follow-up to see how things are working, check that the plan, uh, if we're doing supplements, that, that it's the correct, uh, that everything's working well. Uh, follow-up, we can also go to the next level. But after that, I really, I don't want to, I want the patient to be looking out for themselves and they can come see me or us for maintenance, but we want to give you what the, the tools you just to help you help yourself and, and move on. Knowledge is power. Once we understand, then we can make those changes. Give the body what it needs to get out of the way. <laughs> exactly. Get out yeah, of get your own way. way. <laughs> Let us help and then we're out of the way. <laughs> And uh, just one last thought on what you were saying about collecting that information from, you know, zero to 15. Oftentimes for, for Ayurveda, I'm working until about the time of Menarche and then from Menarche through about the 40s to 50s and then uh, later on after, after 50. And we look at these things as seasons. So there's seasons in life. There's a, a Kapha season, a Pitta season, and a Vata season of life, as well as in the world, in our temperature outside in the macrocosm. There's also seasons of the day. There's seasons of the sleeping cycle. And so getting into um, the details of those are really helpful to draw a really clear picture on what is happening. And I feel like both of us do that Beth from our own very specific way and giving the client, I guess what we have now talked about as the zero size fits all approach, which I love. Yeah. Thank you, Roseanne English for pointing that out to us. Yeah. But really it comes down to a personalized approach really. And then, yeah. And also just, I'm preoccupied with circadian rhythms and that gets dysregulated and the knock on effect of not getting sleep. Uh, and also the more we're learning about circadian rhythms and not just uh, in our sleep cycle, our wake cycle, our eating cycle, our our organs having circadian rhythm, so many things that we're learning about these, these uh, intuitive, I mean, again, they've been there all along. (laughs) We're learning more and more about the gut microbiome, about what the bacteria means and that population. I mean, everyone's learning more about the gut brain connection, how powerful it was always there. But I guess really just the fact that again, pointing out that we're really trying to help the patient connect the dots and inspire the patient to recognize that by changing, they have power over their health, all of us do. And by changing certain behaviors, and it can be a very simple behavior, it can be literally doing one simple thing a day instead of another, can be, it can be amazing, the positive effects of that um, over time. And I think that ultimately, kind of as we're drawing to the end, I think that's ultimately why I do what I do. And I'll speak for myself here. Uh, I wouldn't go back and change a thing, but knowing what I know now, I'm so impassioned to help anybody who would want my support because I know what it's like. I mean, I, you know, my own personal experience of um, having anemia when I was a teenager and no one knowing what was wrong, it was really just a simple blood test could have told anyone. Why was that missed with by three professionals? 
uh, or, you know, just going through your twenties, having children. If I'd only known what I know now, uh, that's, I, it's so important to me that anyone needs that support that I could help with nutritional deficiencies. And, and I, it's so obvious, but yet it's so lost. Even in 2021, there can be some really simple, basic ways to support health that don't have to be too dramatic or too crazy, uh, but just getting that balance in and filling up some, some areas of deficiency can just be so incredibly helpful. Yes. And to add to that, also some of these remedies also don't even have to be too expensive. Some of them are free. Some of them are right there at your fingertips. Um, And we just help you find what those are. Um, So it's not about going out to buy the most expensive supplement or to, you know, go on the uh, most extravagant, relaxing retreat. Um, Those things are all wonderful and super helpful, but sometimes it can be just a simple five minute breathing exercise that is free just yes free. <laughs> best things in life <laughs> yes well i think uh that kind of wraps it up beth do you have anything else to add there are just certain things that i see quite frequently um we see a, i see a lot of thyroid conditions a lot of uh, gastrointestinal issues a lot of people coming in uh, with diagnoses of irritable bowel syndrome uh, a lot of insomnia, anxiety, a lot of skin. Yes. Yeah, so just say I, I tend to see a lot of the same thing. And uh, anyway, I, I get super excited to really give the best support I can in a personalized way. Yeah, Beth, and I will echo what you just said. Those, those um, items that you've listed, the thyroid, the yeah. skin or eczema or inflammation issues on the skin, even sometimes acne, I'm seeing a lot of in relation to, to those, definitely anxiety. And I will tell you, since COVID's hit, that has been off the charts in terms you know. of patients coming. Yeah. Anxiety, you know, some people coming with health concerns in terms of cardiovascular stuff that they're dealing with, with their heart or fear of that because of some kind of family history, issue or history of that. And the good news is, that our treatment plans are really helpful for all of those, all of those issues. Sustainable as well. I don't, we don't do anything too crazy. We really try to keep things very down to earth and explain why we're recommending in, in what way. Right. Uh, but also it doesn't have to be a diagnosis of hypothyroid or Hashimoto's. It could just be that I, I would love to see a, a patient who's just really tired and doesn't yeah. know why, or they're really struggling to get through the day, or they've got little children I want to help that that parent, the father or the, or the mother or the caregiver. Uh, to me, that's really really important. It just might mean that you you want you need some help uh, with your energy levels. So I think Carrie, we're always working in a spectrum. Yes, sure. and also to give that attainable advice and attainable mm-hmm. reddit, remedies that anyone is going to be able to to put into their daily life. Definitely. Okay, so again, if any of you want to reach out to us, um, if you have more questions or you want to schedule something with us, you can do that on our website at amamama.com and that's A-M-M-A hyphen M-A-M-A.com. And listen to our podcast. We have lots of them up. We have more coming. And again, the podcast, Brains and Bellies with Ama Mama. And then just a reminder um, that none of the advice we've given today on this Brains and Bellies podcast are meant to diagnose or treat any health problems. So please do seek the advice of your doctor for any specific health issue. And join us here next time for Brains and Bellies with Ama Mama. And we'll see you soon.